Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey folks, thank you so much to everyone who boosted our subscriptions on our Patreon page in the last 48 hours. We're almost back to where we were last week before this month's batch of declines, and we're well on our way to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. And in case you're just joining us, the 1,000th subscriber at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow will get to co-host an entire show with me. You'll get a chance to rant about Trump or whatever the hell's on your mind to tens of thousands of listeners. Again, that's Subscriber number 1,000 will get to co-host this podcast for one exciting episode. So when you get a chance, make sure to stop by our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow and sign up for at least $1 per month. You'll hardly miss it, and you'll be supporting the show in the best way possible. And don't forget to tell all your friends, damn it. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so. Because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. God damn it. We're so screwed. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 5, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Soap. It's soap. It's the greatest soap in the universe ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. You can tell it's three-way Thursday with the Goth Ninjas, right? Day 959 of the Trump crisis, day 126 of the constitutional crisis, 424 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, screw it. Let's do this. It's time for the Goth Ninjas. (laughs) 
Hello, Jody Hamilton hey. from the Hola. From the Bunker podcast. From dash the dash bunker.com. Uh, sexy liberal also, sexyliberal.com. And of course, T Rex David Ferguson, the uh, T Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T Rex Report. Both of you. <laughs> you know, it's a shame that some U.S. Americans can't find Iraq on the map because they, they don't have maps. Right, there're not Shit. nearly enough maps in school. <laughs> right. Oh god damn it, we are uh, so incredibly screwed. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Miss South Carolina. Those of you who are just new to the uh, whole political scene, uh I think that was from what 2006 or something like that. Way way Senator, back when. Yeah. yeah. When when I most... kind of think of her and Perez Hilton in the same mental envelopes. Like it must have been 2006. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> right, of... right. Um, okay, well, that, that brings us to the president yesterday, our desperate, brittle, egoed president. My God, this guy, uh, he erroneously said that uh, Hurricane Dorian was going to hit Alabama. He then proceeded to take an old map from uh, last week sometime, midweek last week or so, and then to take a Sharpie marker and draw an extra a little, little extra bulge at the end of the hurricane co- cone, <laughs> as they call it. Uh, just because because he mentioned Alabama as being a possible target of Dorian uh, incorrectly. And now the press was uh, bagging on him for that all weekend long. And so now he can't stop talking about Alabama. He has to go to Alabama. He has to prove that he knew what he was talking about when it came to Alabama. And so, oh my God, it has been a uh, three or four day odyssey of this guy okay. just talking about nothing but Alabama. Two things. Yes. This is typical of most Northerners' grasp of Southern geography. <laughs> because to them, there's like Florida, which they know is down there, and then yeah. there's Atlanta, somewhere between them and Florida. And the rest is just like, you know, hay fields and, and incest, <laughs> you know? And so, like, I mean, really, it's like Alla Georgia, Anna, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> they think it's all one. And so, I mean, that's true. But, you know. CNN today earlier mislabeled Alabama as Mississippi on one of their maps. Are so, you kidding me? I'm not kidding. We have we have a map problem in this country where people we just, do. including the president, including one of the major cable news networks, can't seem to locate shit on a goddamn map. I mean, as if the world isn't crumbling around us already. We have leadership, mm-hmm. new people in the news media who are just like, well, George, like you just like what you're saying, T-Rex, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, maybe even Louisiana right next to that. Uh, it's all basically one big white trash redneck blur. I mean, that's kind of the attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that's going to happen now is that he's going to probably try to spend millions of dollars on some presidential commission to prove that Alabama is actually where Georgia is. You yeah, know? well, because this is what he does. Is what he did with the the three million votes. He you mm-hmm. made a voter and or with the his whole wall project. I mean, Gr- Greg Sargent did a, an entire rundown of all seven times uh-huh. the administration itself had to go back and retcon some hunk of bullshit that Donald Trump blurted either on Twitter or elsewhere. Um, I mean, it's, it's time or when time Obama again. wiretapped him. When, you know, yeah, that, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it started obviously with the inauguration where Donald right. Trump insisted that his crowd size was much bigger because of where he was sitting and what he was seeing from his point of view. But then the aerial point of view from the Washington Monument showed that the place was half empty. 
And so, so the administration had to go out and retcon that. And then after Trump repeatedly uh, said that there was widespread fictitious voter fraud in 2016, the White House set up an official commission, as you were just saying, T-Rex. And then, and then when Trump declared before the midterm election that criminals and unknown Middle Easterners are mixed in with migrant caravans, <laughs> what? Right. Yeah. multiple officials tried to bolster this claim by offering an official-seeming statistic about terrorism arrests that was entirely spurious and proved nothing of the kind, of course. And then when Trump right. vowed a surprise 10% middle-class tax cut before the midterms, officials were caught off guard, but nonetheless sprang into action to try to create the impression this was an actual mm. thing. For instance, by uh, discussing a non-binding pledge, the tax cut, of course, never actually happened. And then to justify suspending the credentials of Jim Acosta, after he annoyed Donald Trump, then White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders shared a video that experts determined had been deceptively edited. Remember this? To make Acosta uh-huh. look like he was physically abusive toward the press yeah. aide. And then uh, to uh, fearmonger for building his wall, Trump repeatedly told stories about traffickers tying up migra- a migrant woman. <laughs> From a then- movie. Yeah, and silencing them with tape, with uh, like duct tape, after the Post flatly debunked Trump's assertion, a top border official circulated an internal request for any information that would support the claim. Of course, that was from, as you said, that was uh, from Sicario, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. And then to Bustress, this is the last one, to Bustress Trump's distortions of the migrant threat, the Department of Homeland Security produced a slick official presentation about the border that claimed nearly 4,000 known or suspected terrorists had been blocked from entering the United States, but this number had nothing to do uh, whatsoever with efforts to actually cross the border. That's a distinction multiple officials also dishonestly fudge. So, I mean, time and time again, I don't know why you're applauding for this audience. That's... <laughs> this is not what good What does retcon news. mean? <laughs> retcon is uh, re- retroactively... Su- I don't know what to con- construct. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like taking something that's already happened and then kind of rebooting it to suit your own intentions, right? right. That's, yes. that's retconning. So To me, our current situation is like the madness of King George. Yeah. If King George had like sent the entire royal army out to hunt unicorns... <laughs> You know, it's like, we must rid the kingdom of unicorns and just, you know, and just spent all the resources and capital that he had and let the people starve because the unicorns were going to take over everything. Yeah. This is the world we live in now. I mean, we have this fantasy man king who is completely delusional. And when he misstates things, which he does all the time, because yep. he's on lots of stimulants apparently and can't control his mouth. And then he has to like reconstruct, like spend all this money and, it just, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Jesus, please. Yeah. So we're gonna do this. This is great, especially for those of you who love Neil Young. This from uh, Rocky Mountain Mike should make you laugh. What can I say? It's hilarious and very, very disturbing. Once I thought I saw you in the White House where you are. Marking up a weather map with Sharpie. <laughs> Your brain is on a moonbeam. I know that's where you are. <laughs> you stay out of jail thanks to Bill Barr. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Really, seriously. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm tired of what you say and all your petty insecurities. Mm-hmm. I want to get you out of that job carried away. I mean, anyone who says that this... Uh, there's more. I, I, I thought it was fading out. <laughs> Anyone who says that that guy is uh, like a, a big-time alpha male, like he's a big alpha dog, Donald Trump, they're not following along. They're not paying attention. Alabama! Yeah, because he is absolutely just the most frail, brittle piece of crap mm-hmm. to ever step into the Oval Office. Maybe not since Nixon. I mean, Nixon was pretty insecure, but at least Nixon yeah. didn't uh, publicly telegraph his insecurities. Well, I am not a crook was a pretty big... Uh, telegraphing of that and all the sweating too but i mean it was never never quite as obvious as uh donald trump but did you hear by the way anyone who, who was tuning in is seeing that old map and going oh shit did the path of the hurricane change is it now going across florida again what's going on is it going to now hit alabama alabama and <laughs> i mean it, it's it's so immensely frustrating but uh you know it's actually illegal to do that you're not supposed to alter a national weather service map that way, like the president did. And so, you know, it's funny. We were sitting and watching the news last night, as we always do. And Kimberly goes, well, it's illegal. Why don't they arrest him? And I go, oh, my God, are you serious? They're going to arrest him for the map. They didn't get him on Russia. They didn't get him on obstruction yet. They didn't get him on the thousands of other crimes that he's committed. Uh, the money laundering, all the rest of it. I mean, he's manipulating the goddamn stock market, too. So, you know, as far as this goes, yes, it's against the law. And yes, he should be arrested. But get in line, <laughs> get in line. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, the articles of impeachment now, I mean, you'd have to get a scroll like five miles long to fit every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> Fifteen commandments, uh, ten, ten commandments. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I, even, was, uh, uh, I admit that I was like cook- making curry last night when uh, <laughs> the, the big sweep of the news was going on yeah. and it was kind of on in the background. But did I hear correctly that we may get a public congressional testimony from um, Stormy Daniels. Yes, yeah, yes she's we going did. to testify. Yes, we mm-hmm. did. Yeah, judiciary You know, that actually gives me hope that maybe he stays in office long enough for that to happen. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I pray for a good old Russian-style heart attack any day now. Yeah, and but, all you all you got to do is push him now, and, and that's going to be great to see, like, Karen McDougal and Stormy Daniels marching into uh, the House Judiciary Committee and testifying at length. I mean, they're completely willing to do it and they're they're all set to go. So this is actually going to happen. And I, I think uh, who was a Tom Hamburger from Washington Post, of course, is uh, his writing partner, Eric Hotdog. I don't know if you're aware of <laughs> Tom Hamburger and Eric Hotdog. OK, uh, the new Bur- mileage Bur- out of it. Seska, you get to say it one more time. I, I, I can't help it. I'm so after OCD. that we start hitting the shock button. <laughs> It's it, suffice to say, Tom Hamburger was saying it's going to be a hell of an early October for us. So yeah. we're all psyched and, and we can't wait for early October. But I was going to say, too, that this uh, Fox News evidently has a senior meteorologist. I, I had no wow. idea that they have people who actually uh, understand science over there. No, it's a blind sailor in a rowboat. <laughs> By the way, I erroni- on Tuesday's show, I erroneously placed Roger Ailes' death in 2019. I meant to say 22017. Uh, Roger Ailes died in 2017. And, yes, uh, he did. Yeah, the reason we and were talking... they did show him dead. They did show him dead at the beginning of the, the miniseries, at the very beginning of the, yes. the show. The yes. very first show. What? In fact, yeah. uh, Angela C.P. Mills on our Patreon page corrected me on that. And I, yes. I, I, how could I get that detail wrong, especially since I just watched the goddamn 
loudest voice miniseries on Showtime. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so they actually showed Roger Ailes' dead body on. No, well, no, no, not his dead. It was it was Russell Crowe. It was Russell Crowe. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, 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 oh. But yeah, boy, yeah. would that have been cool? <laughs> I, would I would, I would pay money to see like real life Roger Ailes dead. That'd be great. I'm pretty sure that after Buffy rammed the stake through his heart, he just turned to ashes. Which you know, while we need an actor portrayal. Yeah. Well, Jody, you nailed it. He was an absolute monster. But but you know he what? He was. He was a monster. Just like Donald Trump. He was just mm-hmm. like. I mean, he's Donald Trump for television. I mean, that's essentially what we were looking at. In fact, I said to Buzz on Tuesday, we were talking about the loudest voice, and I said, you know what? It's really allegorical for Donald Trump. I mean, if you go back and you watch mm-hmm. some of the episodes of The Loudest Voice and watch Roger Ailes' behavior, you can absolutely see. I mean, you can see the ma- manipulation well, girl, watch of Citizen women. Kane. Oh yeah, well, that's, yeah. it's that a narrative too. we've yeah. seen again yeah. and again and again. It's like yeah. it's you know, power corrupts. Absolute power mm-hmm. corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, ugh. well, Fox News yeah. apparently hired someone with an education in science, a senior meteorologist named Janice Dean, and she tweeted this yesterday. I mean, again, you lose Fox News Channel, you're, you're kind of screwed, Biff. Uh, she said, uh, just so everyone is clear, this forecast cone was from five days ago. And remember, this tweet was put out uh, yesterday, so now six days ago. Alabama was never in the official cone from the NHC Atlantic. The Sharpie bubble was drawn by someone else. This map is inaccurate, misleading, and fake. Alabama! Fake! <laughs> Fox News is accusing Donald Trump of fake news. I mean, you want to talk about a twisted turn of events in this entire goddamn Trump crisis. Now, Fox News is accusing Donald Trump of of being Mm -hmm. fake news. So somehow this Ouroboros, this Mobius strip of insanity has turned Fox News and Donald Trump against each other. And so, uh, as I've been predicting, you can expect Donald Trump to uh, to eventually leave office and go over to OANN, rebranded as Trump TV, and that becomes the new Fox News. And then what happens to Fox News? No one knows, but boy, I've got some popcorn ready. Thank you very much. Yeah. I don't know. My left eyelid just started twitching. You know what? I just hey, you want you want to you want to really start twitching your eye? Uh, go watch some British Parliament right about now. Um, those of you who have just now started to watch British Parliament because of this whole thing with Boris Johnson and Brexit and all the the chaos that's going on over there. British Parliament kind of has always been like this. Um, not British just, Parliament kind of looks like the place that I was born to be, in a way. <laughs> like arguing loudly and articulately at the top of your lungs seems to, you know. And I don't know. There's something wonderful about the way the guy says "order" because it sounds like this singular for hors d'oeuvres. Oh yeah, um, right, right. Very rude for members. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, would you care for an order? Yeah. And by, by the way, every time you talk over Jody T Rex, I'm going to play that. Very rude for members. Order. Order. <laughs> so here is uh, here's the, the actual full clip of the uh, Speaker of British Parliament. Uh, Wait, let's tell everybody who doesn't understand exactly what's happening right now with oh, Parliament. And okay, right. all right, that's that's good. Let me let me see if I can uh, talk you you through this as best I can. Obviously, we're all just getting caught up on all this because we're we're so it's Bob's informative moment. We're so absorbed. I I, don't, I wish I had some Britishy music playing here in the background, but uh, suffice to Wacky say, Wacky Sax would do. Yeah, by the end of October, the Brexit is supposed to happen. 
By October 31, uh, the UK is supposed to entirely leave uh, the EU. The problem is that uh, what they want to do is put together a deal by which there can be continued free trade. Citizens, EU citizens who live in England should therefore be able to travel back and forth under what would be a deal Brexit. But if there is a no deal Brexit, it's kind of like tearing the Band-Aid off or tearing the duct tape off. It is going to be immensely painful. It is going to be an economic disaster. And that's what Boris Johnson wants to do. Boris Johnson is leading everybody toward a no deal Brexit. But needless to say, Boris Johnson, who's the new prime minister has lost a lot of conservative allies, you know, among the Tories. And then the Tories have moved over and now joined up with who is it, the Liberal Democrats or the Labor Party? And maybe Labor. Yeah, Labor yeah. Party. Suffice to say, but you got to understand though that the Brexit vote, like to leave the EU, yeah, was very much like the vote for Trump in 2016, and yes. it was manipulated by Russia. By Russia, yep. Uh, a lot of people who voted for it were had been misled by propaganda on the web and told that the votes meant the opposite of what they meant. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, within weeks, people were like, we've got to redo this. And, yeah. and uh, so it's very much a similar, I mean, the, the situation is very analogous to our own. I mean, basically what we're looking at here is potentially an entire realignment of politics in the UK, and it, I mean, it could actually come down to the entire dissolution of the British government, mm-hmm. where the Queen just says, all right, enough of all of this, we're just dissolving Parliament, we're going to start over again with something else, or we're going to start over again fresh and clean with new members of Parliament and so on, a new Prime Minister. I mean, all that can happen. I mean, at any point, I guess the way the British system is set up is that the Queen can just snap her fingers and do anything. That's what mm-hmm. keeps it from being... Um, in in the technical sense or in the American sense, uh, full on democracy, because you God, do can have you this imagine monarch. if we could do that? Just be like eject, 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 and just like, <laughs> you know, oh man, that yeah. would be like it would be a fucking bloodbath and a free for all. And yet, uh-huh. think of the people that would be like felled by that. The yeah. Steve Kings, right? The, the the Lindsey Grahams, but I mean, they may go down in twenty twenty anyway. I mean, Lindsey Graham goes down. Well, never mind. Well, I mean, if we had a guy like. <laughs> You were saying. If we had a guy like this, it wouldn't happen. Very rude for members. Order! (laughs) Order! Right. Order! Order! He should become the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. He should come over here. We should get him to uh, get some of these Trumpers in order. Because, I mean, he was... Nobody in our own Congress, including the Democrats, is, is I mean, you listen to these arguments and then they're like, you toffee-nosed boy school. <laughs> you know, it's just like... <laughs> well, here, listen, listen to this. Arrogant old swat. This is the, this is the entire just, thing, because a member of uh, Boris Johnson's staff was going off during... Uh, the session of parliament and the, the speaker had to lay into the guy and just completely cut him it's down beautiful. to size. Yeah, listen to this. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I've got to stop here. It's it's the Monty Python fan it in is. me that's going, this is almost hilarious. This is... <laughs> no, it is. Keep going, because I'm going to oh, explain to you what he's talking about. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. That when he turns up at our children's school as a parent, he's a very well-behaved fellow. He wouldn't dare behave like that in front of Colin Hall, and neither would I. Don't just stick your Don't rant. 
act. Spare us the theatrics. <laughs> Behave yourself. Be a good boy, young man. Be a good boy. You think... Uh, You think it's chaotic here? <laughs> you think things Be are nuts? Be a good boy. <laughs> but see, he's talking to them in the voice of a headmaster at this point. Yes, I know. Keep going, because what he talks about the things you did in the. Oh, oh that's I it. Can't remember I, the that's, word. That's all I have. That, oh, that's all. Like, well, he talks about the theatrics that you learned, at the Cambridge Follies or whatever they are, and it's <laughs> that's like the hasty pudding thing where they dress up in drag, and, and Monty Python is a descendant of that. That's right. Kind of humor. So that's mm-hmm. what he said. You know, the theatrics that you learned playing to the crowds that you know. Your undergraduate. It's just so yeah. cutting. And that so, is know. an ex parrot. I mean, it's just suddenly, yeah. it just sounds like at any moment he's going to break into like the silly walk or the. Be a good boy. The dead or join the choir <laughs> invisible. Very rude for members. Order. Order. <laughs> There's no need to go galloping off to the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> of course there is an there's always a need for that. Um yeah, so uh we're Unless like, of course you're on a horse. <laughs> right, and, and what better time to have a completely incompetent monster in the White House? So there's no one here to go, you know, to kind of call up the Prime Minister and go, Hey, listen, could you cool it? You're you're completely destabilizing. This is bad enough that I'm driving the United States into a goddamn recession at any moment. Uh, you you think you people can get your shit together over there? <laughs> but there's that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because Donald Trump, I mean, knows less than any of us do about what the hell Brexit even is. Mm-hmm. All he knows is that he and Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage and all the rest of them, they are chaos agents. They are put into place. They are put into power to create chaos among democracies, to make it seem like to the rest of the world that democracy is a pain in the ass. Who wants to have this system of government? See how chaotic it is. See what happens. They elevate all these boobs and morons. And so why would you ever want to have democracy? Why don't you try the Putin system? Hey, the Putin system. What a great system for running a country. And that's where we're all, that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. There's growing unrest against him in Russia. I really like, yeah. I'm secretly praying for a faction in the Kremlin. I hope so. Like, you know, this is getting embarrassing. Let's get rid of him. Yeah. But of course, who knows what could replace him is the problem. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I uh, I, I forgot. I, I want to go back to uh, to Alabama and, and Hurricane Alabama. Dorian and Donald I'm Trump. Right? Alabama! And uh, so there was a bit yesterday where Donald Trump was called on the carpet about whether or not he drew the lines on the map. And uh, a couple funny things in this because well, he of course, does constantly write with a Sharpie. Yes, he does. And it's obvious mm-hmm. that he did that. He did that. Yeah. He drew that line. He made that line on the map. There is no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Every mm-hmm. single one of his pens in his desk are actually Sharpies that he's made to look like you know, like official presidential signing and bills crayons. and executive order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, crayons. That would have been great if it had been drawn in like with like a <laughs> Crayola. That's how we know. <laughs> I'm Eric. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, uh, yeah, I, I can only imagine the photograph of him marking up that map. It would be like his, remember his writing face? Like there are uh, maybe three or four pictures of him <laughs> pretending to write something. There's like one where he was pretending to write the State of the Union and there was a giant stack of papers sitting next to him mm-hmm. and he was at Mar-a-Lago like stationed at the... Sitting fo- in, the res- in the foyer. In the <laughs> <reception> <laughs> right. 
Yes. It was in the foyer, but he had this, I don't know, this weird cockeyed blank stare on his face that he has every time there's a photo op of him pretending to write. And I can only imagine him pretending to draw the little line at the end of the hurricane cone mm-hmm. with just that vacant look on his face. God He practically damn. has his tongue sticking out of the side <laughs> of his mouth. Yeah. So he's so concentrating here. so hard on making the circles and the lines and the... Yeah. So, yeah, revisiting this because I forgot to play this before, but this is Donald Trump talking about Alabama, just completely obsessed with the fact that he mistakenly said that the hurricane's going to hit Alabama. President, you showed us the map earlier, the initial forecast, yeah. but it appeared to have uh, been edited or something to include Alabama. Can you explain how that change was made? No, I just know, yeah. I, I know that Alabama was in the original. No. Forecast. Uh, they thought no. it would get it as a piece of it. No. It no. was supposed to go. Actually, we have no. a better map than that, which is going to be presented where we had many lines going directly. By the way, that map with the many lines would, he's talking you about. Would, you want, I would, I <laughs> do, <laughs> would, I you do, you would, you <laughs> so yeah so the one with the lines the many many lines that was from august 28 in fact he posted it on his twitter feed with the date on there from august 28 that was i at least a day or two i want to say that it was uh that map happened before he said that it four was four days hit out, before four days before okay mm-hmm. all right so let's continue with this but the, to see if people believe him that are actually on like Tybee uh-huh. Island and the, the border islands of North Carolina and places that are going to get raked by Dorian. Yeah. And they're like, well, the president says it's going to Alabama. Hopefully they'll be smart enough to listen to the weather service over the president. But it just. Yeah. 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 Needless to say, the weather forecasts and the hurricane projections for Dorian were nowhere near Alabama by the time that he tweeted that it was going toward Alabama. I mean, that's the ultimate upshot of all of this. The maps didn't show. At the time he tweeted that, the maps uh, showing uh, Alabama being touched just a teeny tiny bit in the lower, like, southeastern corner, those were outdated by the time he said Alabama. I mean, it's just absolutely stupid because he wasn't paying attention. He was being briefed on all this and completely not paying attention. So he Mm -hmm. thought it was still that, but it wasn't. It's out of date. And so that's why we're here, and now he can't stop talking about it. Many models, each line being a model, and they were going directly through, and in all cases, Alabama was hit. Uh, no. If not no. lightly, in some cases, pretty hard. Georgia no. and Alabama was a different route. No. Uh, they actually gave that a 95% chance no. probability. It turned out that that was not what happened. It made the right turn up the coast. But Alabama was hit very hard, and uh, no, was it wasn't. going to be hit very hard. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But under the current, uh, they won't be. Uh, Georgia will be possibly. Uh, we're oh going to see. God, we're, right, we're right at that point right now. But I think George is going to be in great shape. Uh, everyone's going to be in great shape because we're going to take care of it regardless. Regardless. But the original path was through Florida. That was probably three days. I think that's probably three, four days old. The original no. path that most people thought it was going to be taken, as you know, was right through Florida, where on the right would have been Georgia, Alabama, etc. Oh my God. Georgia yeah. is above Florida, by the way. Alabama is above right. Florida, not to the right of Florida. You know, some U.S. Americans... You don't say to the right, you say to the east. To the east, You say right. east, Fuck's west. It's not, you know, because depending on which direction you're facing, right and left are different. I mean, someone asks him about the lines on the map and whether he drew the lines, so let's hear that. That map that you saw today, it looks like it's almost like a Sharpie. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And we also missed him saying, instead of Georgia, he says, Georgia. Alabama was hit very hard and uh, was going to be hit very hard along with Georgia. There was a Georgia. The Georgia there it is. <laughs> I think idiot. when that happens or when he's just like, God bless yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, I think that's when the individual lumps of crushed up Adderall are melting into a sinus <laughs> membrane right at that moment. And he's just getting those like surges. And I, his that's mouth the is- pro- I don't think he's on Adderall in any of these clips. I don't think he's touched it in uh, some of his more recent uh, public uh, remarks because he just seems slow and out of it. You know, there was mm-hmm. a. Uh, I think. Aaron- well, that, I mean, that's the thing, though. I, you know, you reach a certain tolerance level with any drug, whether it's hot heroin or Adderall or Tylenol, even where you have to take a higher dosage, you take a higher dosage, you yeah. take a higher dosage, and eventually it starts doing the opposite of what it's supposed to. Right. Right. Uh, surely, at some point, you've known that drunk friend who gets drunk and starts <laughs> screaming, you know, and gets gets all manic and crazy. Yeah, it sounds like um, this. Any rude for members? I just, I see him at a party with a tray, like aggressively shove it in the air. People's face. Oh, oh, yeah. I fought in your general direction. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the, the thing that you only need one dose of in order for it to work exactly the way it's supposed to work. And I'm talking, it's of course, bugger off. Bugger off bomb, bug repellent. Woo-hoo. It's our favorite, favorite bug repellent. Still, it's hot as hell outside. There's still lo- we're still loaded with mosquitoes all over the place. And if you want to spend some time outdoors, you don't want all those pesky, creepy crawlies all over you, biting you and, and sucking your blood and all the rest of it. And if you're tired of all that crap, you've come to the right spot. It's buggeroffbomb.com, buggeroff bug repellent, uh, created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every season. It's got a straightforward ingredients list. Uh, it's nasty, chemical-free. There's no more DEET. There's no DEET in this. Screw you, Deet. I'm so angry at Deet. I don't know what the problem is here. I gotta being rude to Deet. Uh, kind of humans. Tell the, uh, stop trying to make Deet happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies. Eucalyptus and citronella is in there. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, and basil. And, oh, by the way, it smells so much better than the, any store-bought uh, bug repellents that smell all chemically and weird, feels weird on your skin. Bugger off smells clean and fresh, and it's not going to stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites. Just ten ninety five at buggeroffbomb.com. And it will last you. I mean, you'll buy one canister and it'll last you for a year. Uh, Buggeroffbalm.com. But use our promo code BOBC. Get 15% off your order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug free all summer long. Again, that's Buggeroffbalm.com or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. Emily McCreet, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow from Chasing Calm, covering the Shirelles. 
bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit your music to be played here on this show and also on our uh, monthly indie music countdown where we recently tell me this band's name again this is Emily McCreet Emily McCreet yeah where is she where is she geographically I want to sing with her on the planet she's in (laughs) Alabama Alabama really (laughs) Uh, no I don't know I don't know where she is I have no idea (laughs) I, uh, oh, I should evil. know, but I, I don't. I just I think our voices would mix like like honey and butter. Uh, maybe I'll try know? to hook you two up. Yeah, because uh, obviously uh, Emily McCreed has contacted me and said, play my music. And that's why I'm playing her music. So I do have her contact information. Emily, contact us. Your voice is gorgeous. I want yeah. to it is. It's really pretty. And you have a, a female vocalist on uh, your uh, first hit single off of your new Compromat album, Catch My Fall. Well, the name of the song is Catch My Fall. And who's yes, the, that's who's Laura the, Valentine. Laura Valentine. You guys are are perfect together on that song, by the way. I just, you know, I yeah, I she's tell amazing. You, but she's had a baby and she teaches school full time. And getting, I mean, she's so tired at the end of the day. You're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. But well, we're I, getting ready to do an acoustic show, like outdoors, October sixth. It's a long story. They're doing this like series of shows to raise money for the Historic Preservation Society here in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, we're probably going to, I want to have some backup singers for that. Cause it's going to be just like all the, like we did with, um, our show with Jen Kirkman that ended up. Oh yeah. Really yeah. Good. Well, God, so, I'd love to hear a, uh, acoustic version of, uh, catch my fall, which, uh, also it's debuted. probably still going to have that drum loop in it because we love it. So <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is a great, great drum loop. I mean, it really makes the, makes the song. And of course it's, uh, the, the lyrics and the, the uh, vocals are really catchy. The whole thing is uh, is really well, quite amazing. I'm going to tell you the truth about so why the album is not out yet. Why? Because there is a French dance music group also called Compromat. Oh, shit. Decide, like, you know, we did beat them to it. Um, I don't really have a lawyer to handle this. I, like, I don't know what you do in this circumstance. Well, you can do like um, Spinal Tap where, you know, there was the, the originals. And so they became the new originals. So maybe if you were the new Compromat. Is that is that a distinction? No, that's terrible. <laughs> um, See, don't take my advice on any of that crap. By the way, a bit of okay. uh, a bit of breaking news, and I'm not sure how much this is being discussed, but uh, there is a whistleblower inside mm-hmm. the IRS who is gabbing about Trump's tax returns. This I caught this. Yeah, this is on uh, on uh, TalkingPointsMemo.com. This is Josh Marshall, so this is a reliable source as far as I'm concerned. And he writes here, Did you know that a whistleblower has come forward with evidence that Trump administration officials are interfering with the mandatory audits that the federal law requires for all presidents and vice presidents? I didn't either. And neither, I'm speaking as myself now, I didn't either. Or at least I didn't until I was talking to TPM's Josh Kovensky. And he mentioned uh, the whole thing to me in passing. This is still Josh writing here. And yes, this is really true. Uh, On July 29th, a federal employee came forward to the House Ways and Means Committee with, quote, credible allegations of possible misconduct tied to the mandatory audits of the president's and vice president's taxes. Why isn't this a bigger deal, asks Josh Marshall. Well, first, a few points. It's not that the that no one has talked about this. There were a few small write-ups of this fact in D.C. publications after uh, Chairman Richard Neal, Richie Neal, raised the issue with uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Uh, Neal wrote to Mnuchin about the whistleblower in a letter dated uh, August 8th, but it didn't become public until August 20th 
when it was included in a legal filing tied to the ongoing tax returns litigation. It's fair to say that if there hadn't been any uh, hadn't been enough attention to this, Neil is as much as at fault as as reporters because I would imagine Richard Neal needs to make this more public. But here's one of the reasons why maybe he didn't, because he didn't want to call too much attention to it. This may be a quiet end around. In fact, I was almost hesitant. I know no one from the Trump administration is listening to this fucking show, but uh, I almost decided not to even mention it because sometimes it's better with an issue to let it fly under the radar, not make a big stink about it, because then they notice and then they put up a big fight uh, uh, indicating that uh, that Trump is interfering with these mandatory audits of both the president and vice president, which wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, it's obviously not a surprising revelation. It's a very welcome revelation to hear. So I mean, I just came from Fight Club and I'm not. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Very rude for members. Really, See, if no, I was still I, catering, the next time I went, I would be carrying around a plate of like bacon wrapped dates, like jamming them under people's noses, going, Oh, derv! Oh, derv! Oh, derbs! Oh, that is too funny. You have to do hors d'oeuvres in that voice. That'd be hilarious. Oh, derv! Oh, very rude not to have Very hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Try my hors d'oeuvres. Very rude. Oh, my God. Very, very rude. Very rude for members of hors d'oeuvres. Very rude. Very rude. Very yeah, rude. We, 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 their fucking government is burning up in flames right now, and we're joking about cocktail parties and bacon-stuffed or bacon-wrapped dates. So yeah. We <laughs> should probably step off before every British person starts sending, like, scalding us on Twitter. You know, anyway, so here's a part. Okay, focus. Here's, focus yeah, here's part of part Stay of on target. I, yeah, I Stay, get on, Stay on target. You got to thinking about food and just, like, the no sale signs came up in each eye. He's like, oh, pizza with dates. Oh, yeah. yeah, just totally, totally Homer Simpson in that. Um, so this is uh, the letter from Richie Neal to Steve Mnuchin. Uh, the salient paragraph is right here. On July 29, 2019, the committee received an unsolicited communication from a federal employee setting forth credible allegations of, quote, evidence of possible misconduct, unquote, specifically potential, quote, inappropriate efforts to influence, unquote, the mandatory audit program. This is a grave charge that appreciably heightens the committee's concerns about the absence of appropriate safeguards as part of the mandatory audit program and whether statutory codification of such a program or other, uh, the document is circled and it circles right through this word, so I don't know what that word is. Remedial? Legislative Remedial. measures are warranted? I guess, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, that's a pretty bu- a big fucking deal. I'd like to uh, see where this goes. Because, I mean, again, get in line. I mean, they can get in line behind marking up a a National Weather Service map or whatever it is uh, and all the other things. But, I mean, the odds of this actually coming to criminal charges of some sort, I imagine, are are very thin. But it's worth Mm -hmm. keeping an eye on. Anything that may take this guy down a few pegs. I'd like to put a motion on the floor. Yes. Steve Mnuchin, we Mnuchin, we do with Mnuchin what we did with um, Santorum. 
Like Santorum is the as Dan uh, whatever his name is from the, the oh yeah Dan Savage yeah yeah Dan Savage you know Santorum is the frothy mix of <laughs> lube and poo that results from anal sex. But I think that this have you ever like pulled the thing out of your sink the sink stopper to clean mm-hmm. it when you're drinking oh oh yeah now and now I'm that, gagging yeah that's a horrible right, that, horrible mm-hmm. thing to have to do yeah the hair and the weird black slime we should call that <laughs> minutian minutian there you go. <laughs> Yeah, it's so much. I, I cleaned the drains this week, and oh my god, the amount of Venusian was just disgusting. <laughs> I needed a, a screwdriver to yank out all that Venusian from my drain. It was disgusting. It's, it's you, know, <laughs> you know, like uh, in, in Shawshank Redemption, he crawls through all that Venusian to get <laughs> to get free of the prison. Uh, I've never yeah. noticed until today that it rhymes with pollution. Uh, yeah, that's uh. That's horrible and disgusting. And now I, I'm going to throw up. Um, <laughs> I live to serve. Well, here's here's something here's something that we got to talk about. Janine Pirro. Oh my God, Janine Pirro confessed Hi. to one of our favorite people in the world, Sebastian Gorka, <laughs> everyone's favorite person, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That when she went, well, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil this. But suffice to say, we got to take a break here in a second. But suffice to say. Uh, I was right. I was right all along. When people go on vacation at Fox News Channel, they might never come back. What's yeah. vacation mean? <laughs> Vacations when you go somewhere and you don't ever come back. That's right. right. And that's what happens at Fox News. That's what happened to Janine Pirro uh, back with that and more right after this. Hey, dude, being at the racetrack is a blast. High five! Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What, you gonna leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. What's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh no, my pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool. You said it, Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska. Seen your face. Now I see you again. You know, I keep saying we don't have enough hip hop on the show. And uh, so, fortunately, I got a, a track here from Davy Dacey. It's a song called Real Love. Link in the description. Really great stuff. Uh, you know, every time we do get some hip hop in here, it's always of the highest goddamn quality. Mm-hmm. And I told uh, Davy Dacey via email yesterday, I said, Holy shit! You gotta send me more stuff. So this is all. This good. is very Latin. Yeah, this is got, I recognize that, that that sort of woof, woof you're getting from it. Yeah, what is you it? Is that like, like a samba rhythm? What is that? Yeah. Think about watching Latin people dance and what their pelvises are doing. <laughs> That's true. I'm married. I'm actually. Man. I'm, I recognize this beat. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm doing something with my pelvis right about now. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, order, order, I say. Um, let's talk about uh, Janine Pirro. Order! 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 Rude! Rude! Order! I'm just having this mental image of Gorka as sort of like Pirro's, like, Therapist and her, like she's gone to like <laughs> alcohol. She's gone to Betty Ford to dry yeah, out, yeah. you know. And he's like her counselor, like, "Why don't you tell me about your relationship with your mother?" Right. <laughs> you know? Well, here's what happened. Uh, Janine Pirro was a guest on Sebastian Gorka's stupid fucking show the other day, and. Uh, apparently what they do is they simulcast to a live stream on YouTube. So while they're in a break on their actual broadcast, because for some fucked up reason, Sebastian Gorka gets to have a legitimate terrestrial radio show syndicated around the world. I don't know why, I don't, and I don't know how that actually happens, but it happens. And so uh, while they were in break on the radio, but still live on YouTube, uh, Janine Pirro didn't think that they were still alive. She didn't get that they were still alive on YouTube. <laughs> so she ended up blabbing, spilling the beans about her vacation not too long ago, which turned out to be not a vacation. Here's what happened on Sebastian Gorka's radio show. We're going to start now with his <laughs> his bumper music, which does not fit Sebastian Gorka at all. Oh, my God. Hey, Janine, we're still live. Uh, the mics are live on, on YouTube. So so he actually tells her. He tell, the, yeah, he your told mic her. is live. Don't say anything stupid. So, I mean, to Gorka's credit, he actually the did. The mic is live. It's totally live. This is just so well, I'm so To give you the right, Gorka, you have to be, like, at least mentally stroking an invisible goatee. You know, <laughs> You have to get that certain. Janine, your mic is live. Or a hairless cat stroking a hairless cat on his lap. Yeah, Janine, your mic is live. He's not cool enough to have one of those. He's just not. Let's go. Let's continue here. Let's let's at least hear that music again. In fact, it just screams out Gorka, doesn't it? Hey Janine, we're still alive. Janine's alive on on YouTube. Uh, the next segment, I'm just going to ask you because hey, I know you distorted. get asked it all the time. I get asked it all the time. Um, what do you think of AG Bard? Do you feel confident about Durham? And yeah. are, are people going to pay any penalties? And then anything else you want to talk yeah. about the book? Yeah, you got it. Good, you good. Got it. And uh, that, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'd love to talk about that. And I'd love to talk about You know, about obviously, I'd like, to, I'd like to talk about my book. But uh, as soon as I'm done talking about my book, I'm going to reveal something very revealing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On the phone, man, she sounds like a pack of menthols on the telephone, mm-hmm. which it sounds like. And then Sebastian Gorka, holy shit, compression and EQ out the yin-yang. My God, he is. I'm Sebastian Gorka. I have a lot of compression on my voice, so it sounds like So this. much. It's got that boiled AM radio sound. <laughs> you know, he's, right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's. Somehow it's, it's how Rush Limbaugh manages to sound fat on the radio. It's, he's got uh-huh. himself like panned so far out in the speakers yeah. that it's, you know, it sounds like he's surrounding you. Right. Well, like, that's why these guys yeah. can have a microphone in front of them and be like three or four feet away from it. And still, because mm-hmm. of the compression and the EQ on it, they still sound like they're right on it. And hello, I'm in your living room. <laughs> Thank you. No, get out of my living room, you pumpkin headed freak. All right, here's. <laughs> Let's go, let's go back to this. This is Janine Pirro confessing. I got Jim Comey that piece of garbage. Yes, yes, totally, totally, absolutely. Um, are you doing any events in D.C. again? 
in the near future? I don't know yet. In fact, I'm going in tonight. I'm, I'm doing Hannity tonight. And I got to find out. They just send me my schedule every day. But if I am, believe me, uh, you're in it. We'd love to have you because we 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 post everything. By, by the way, Janine Pirro has a hamburger phone, apparently. Uh-huh. She, she borrowed a... Yeah. Uh, boy, <laughs> you know, I interviewed Brian Karam last week. By the way, Brian Karam, big round of applause uh-huh. for Brian Karam. Got reinstated. His hard pass yes. reinstated back at the White House. So he is back in the White House reporting on all the... The Trump nastiness and awfulness and crisis. All the press conferences they don't have. Yeah. Um, But uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know why I was talking about Brian Karam, because he had a hamburger phone. That's that's exactly Mm -hmm. why. Neither Janine Perrault reminded me, because she has the same telephone as Brian Karam, apparently. (laughs) They both have the worst telephones. See if they'll let me. You know, Fox reviews everything. They're unbelievable. Yeah, but you've got a window, uh, like because you've got a new book. You you should have a carve-out, right? Uh, No. They, they are still saying you cannot do Bill O'Reilly, you cannot do Newsmax, you cannot huh. do... Oh, no. Well, that's a shame. And, you know what? They suspended me, and I, I'm not going to get fired. There you it know, is. Uh, keep, keep, keep. I'm worried that that suspension was the basis to tee up for uh, anything keep, I do keep, wrong keep, keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you do. We are back in 90 seconds. Stand by. So, so he Stand actually, by. he tried to save he, her there, right? Yeah, he did. He yeah. totally did. He was like, stop talking. What was it she said that she got that was so offensive? I can't even remember now. Well, in she, the barrage she said, or... Oh, she it was said about that, Ilhan Omar, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and then they suspended her, but they said she was going on vacation. Right. Which yeah, well, can, Fox News, going on vacation is like when your parents told you your puppy had gone to live on a farm <laughs> upstate. Exactly. That's, that's right. It Where is, he could chase rabbits and play with other dogs. And yeah, y- yeah which so really this, means he got well, hit the, by someone in a pinto. This means that every time we've watched, whether it's Tucker Carlson or who else has gone on vacation, uh, Laura Ingram has Bill gone O'Reilly. suddenly on vacation. Bill O'Reilly went on mm-hmm. vacation and, and he didn't ever come back. What's vacation <laughs> mean? Vacations when you go somewhere. And you don't have a comeback. But but on top of all of that... Vacations when you end up in syndicated radio (laughs) and nowhere else. Well, I mean, on top of that, she was slagging Fox News for preventing her from promoting her book on the other shows. And I guess that's one of her punishments, that because she said that. So to me, this is, again, another giant crack in the facade of Fox News Channel. I mean, it's no longer the regime of Roger Ailes. This is no longer, this is something that Roger Ailes never would have allowed uh, the Murdochs to do. And now it's, it's actually happening. They're actually punishing their people they're still lying to the public, of course, by saying sure. their vacations. I mean, that's still a major problem, and there's still a long way to go for Fox News Channel. But needless to say, you can kind of get a sense that they're not only separating themselves from Trump, seeing the writing on the wall, seeing him mm-hmm. just com- completely crashing and burning, but um, they're also refining what they actually do, how they conduct their network, and the corruption mm-hmm of the Roger Ailes years seems to be slowly washing away. And this maybe is an indication that if you say something horrendously racist or whatever, that you are going to be punished for it at Fox News Channel. And it was just kind of amazing. I don't know. How do you wash mud? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's they've true been functioning. Too. I mean, really, let's never forget. Let's never, ever forget that they've had a black ops wing yeah. running to like 
harass and demean actual journalists, anyone who tries to do any real reporting on them. Well, remember that's consequences. That's Roger Ailes. I mean, that was mm-hmm. Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes right. is dead as a fucking doornail. And thank God yep. for it. Thank God. I mean, I don't yeah, wish I'll, death on anybody, but that guy, that guy was a here. villain. One And he will be remembered by history as being nothing more than a villain. Uh, like a mm-hmm. like an evil supervillain who twisted the country into a fucking divisive fucking pretzel for his own uh, uh, financial benefit for his own disgusting raw hamburger penis. That was a that was a bit oh. of a revelation in the uh, loudest yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where during the testimony, spoiler what? warning, during the testimony of these uh, these women who he was harassing and sexually assaulting. Yep. One of them described Roger Ailes' penis as being like raw hamburger meat. Yeah. <laughs> you no, like a dog. Yeah. Oh, or like, yeah. Well, basically, like a very out of shape, unhealthy man who also happens to be a hemophiliac. Uh, that's c- kind of what we're talking about here. And who knows? Who knows what that actually describes? Like why it's all red and inflamed and looking like raw hamburger meat. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I didn't intend on talking about Roger Ailes' dick here Gross. on the show today, so I'm, I'm sorry for I'm that. Sorry, Let's... I'm dead now. I'm, I'm deceased. <laughs> it's well, rude. I'm currently Just broadcasting. Very rude for members of the Order. I'm broadcasting <laughs> from a library computer in hell. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, here's some more good news. Guess who's going to jail? Uh, little Jacob Wall is going yay! to what? On- oh no! Yay! Aw, he can work a- out those closeted urges there. He's charged with a felony in California. Uh, in 2016, an Arizona man called uh, prosecutors in Riverside, California to report that he'd been ripped off. Two men in the Southern California town who claimed to be running a hedge fund had taken $75,000 from him. I think we've talked about this before. And then promptly lost it all. The tipster later killed himself. But his claim helped spark a three-year investigation that has resulted in a felony charge against the men he named, one of whom, Jacob Wall, has since become a headline-generating conservative activist with, uh, and conspiracy theorist. Wall, who, by the way, is only 21, right. appeared in court on Wednesday and faces arraignment in October for one count of selling an unregistered security, as first reported by the Daily Beast. He didn't immediately return a message late Wednesday. Of course he didn't. Uh, the criminal case is the latest turn in a whiplash career. Well, I mean, his cell phone number goes to his mom. So. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. And I was hoping, I was hoping there would have been a perp walk. And there may still be a perp walk, I guess. No? I don't know how this would work. Would, would the perp walk have been when he originally reported for uh he reported to court on wednesday maybe that would have been the perp walk or maybe it could be who can say for arraignment in october if he had to show up for court he probably showed up at the wrong courthouse yeah i mean he's just like that clueless i mean who knows well i am hoping that he'll share like a a cell next to paul manafort or something like that just get a whole row of them almost like uh arkham asylum in the batman comics yeah there you go just have the whole rogues gallery all in the same prison (laughs) Right. He needs to be the only English speaker in a whole cell block of, of Latinos, given what this administration <laughs> is doing to immigrants. Yep, yep. But Jacob Wall is going to prison. You are going to prison. Yes, thank you, Chaz. He is going to prison. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess we should do this for Jacob Wall. 
<laughs> say, say a little goodbye. Always have to do a little bit of this every time we we, we lose such a good guy. Yeah. Whether they're resigning from Congress in droves because of Trump, or whether they're all getting arrested for doing ridiculous shit. I mean, stupid, stupid shit. I think Jacob Wall's crazy is what I think. Going out to Jacob Wall. So sad. Goodbye, Jacob. Sad. I I mean, I I think they actually got him on this. I I don't think he's going to wiggle out. And if he tries any of his shenanigans, any of his trollish shenanigans uh, in the courtroom... He is going to get so slapped down. Which he will. I mean, he can't help himself. I don't think he's got a lot of control. I think he's like that other... What's that guy who got completely banned from everything? The red-headed guy? Oh, uh, Charles John... Chuck Johnson. Not not Charles Johnson for Little Green Footballs. The evil, sinister Chuck... Chuck C. Johnson. Enough of uh, Night Rangers. I, I got a request uh, a few weeks ago. So, Bob, bring back the Night Ranger goodbye thing for <laughs> for wingnuts that we end up losing. Um, okay, so, well, I guess in the interest of equal time, we should maybe just talk about this before we wrap up. Marianne Williamson, since we're on the wingnut tip. Uh, Marianne oh Williamson almost came as close to Donald Trump as anyone when it comes to ridiculousness involving hurricanes and, and big water. Mm-hmm. Well, Marianne Williamson the other day suggested that, uh, well, she didn't suggest, she said outright that uh, the, the power of, of positive thoughts is what turned mm-hmm. Hurricane yeah. Dorian mm-hmm. away from the Florida coast and, and up the coastline. Of course, the, the positive thoughts didn't save the Bahamas. But, you know, your thoughts can't win them all. Mm-hmm. I wish I've been having positive thoughts about uh, uh, about Marianne Williamson dropping out of the race. And she hasn't yet. So I don't know if that's uh, all that <laughs> I've been accurate. having positive thoughts about a million dollars. But, you know, you see how that's going. <laughs> she said here uh, uh, on Twitter and then deleted it. The Bahamas, Florida, Georgia, or as Trump says, Georgia and the Carolinas may all be in our prayers now. Millions of us seeing Dorian turn away from land is not a wacky idea. Well, no, it isn't a wacky idea because it's weather. Right. That's what happens. Sometimes hurricanes turn because of the weather and because of other systems. It is a creative use of the power of the mind. Two minutes of prayer, visualization, meditation for those in the way of the storm. Um, And she was so proud of that idea that she deleted the tweet. And then she came back later and tweeted this, which hasn't been deleted. She said, I was born and raised in Texas, so I've seen it. Millions of people today are praying that Dorian turn away from land and treating those people with mockery or condescension because they believe it could help is part of how the overly secularized left has lost a lot of of voters. And that's not what we're saying, idiot. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. What about the people in the Bahamas that were praying for it not to hit them? Well, that's exactly right. Of course, it destroyed the goddamn Bahamas. And so that eliminates any... So, you know, ugh. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just, obviously, this is one of the dumbest things. I mean, you know, yeah. you can't think a hurricane away. It just doesn't happen. And that's yeah. what she said in the previous thing. She said the hurricane turned because the power of thoughts 
made it mm-hmm. turn away from mm-hmm. the Florida coast. Then she turns it into, well, you're just all indicting people who are religious. And that's not what we're saying. People no. can, are welcome to be as religious as they want privately as long as it's not injected into this, what's supposed to be a secular government, uh, secular laws. But I mean, I feel like... That she is like this horrible timeline that we're in that started when we cranked out the large hard on collider. Um, <laughs> which I refuse to call yeah. it anything else. I know. Like she is this new timeline's Jill Stein. Right, right. And like mm-hmm. Andrew Yang is the new timeline's Bernie Sanders. And they're both like taking from those other people's coalitions. I kind of feel like Andrew Yang makes a little more sense than Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson is like, we can stop the missiles from hitting our country yeah. if we all think about. Valentine days, you know, like (laughs) just a happy moment. Go to that, you know, like we're going to summon our patronuses or something. And, you know, no, hug. I don't know how she ended up here. And I feel like she's probably another Russian plant, but like Jill Stein is probably pissed. Yeah. She's like, this bitch is soaking up my constituency. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, she was on Eric bowling. She went on Eric Bowling's show. Oh, Jesus. um, Either earlier today or last night to complain about Democrats. That's how, important she is, you know, to the Democratic Party right now. Uh, Mm. While trying to get the nomination of the Democratic Party, she goes on a fucking Trump supporters uh, television show on whatever the network is that he's on now and and starts complaining about how Democrats hate religious people. No, we don't hate religious people. That is fucking insane and misleading. What we don't Mm -hmm. like are national leaders who run for president and say that the power of thoughts change the trajectory of a Category 5 hurricane. That's what we object to. Doing yeah. lines of pixie dust off the Oval Office desk is not going to solve anything. I know, I know. Yeah, and again, Eric I, Bowling wasn't he a dick pic sender? I thought he got I got I thought he went got sent on on holiday. Mark Foley, wait, yeah. Uh, what, what, Eric what, Bowling. What, what did you just say? Oh, Bowling. Who am I getting Eric Bowling confused with? Um, Eric Bowling is the Botox victim who used to uh, host the Five. That was Eric Bowling. Right. And is he British? So, yeah, no, he's not <laughs> he's not British. He's I can't just keep him straight. There's he's just many... a, a you know an American guy who's an idiot and uh he did he I think he lost a child uh oh, maybe earlier this year. I've been wrong about deaths uh-huh. lately, so don't quote me on that. Uh but yeah, it was it was a horrible situation for him. Uh but the point is that Marianne Williams had decided to go on this guy's show and bash the Democrats because she and, and make a false claim about Democrats and saying we're all mean and we're being so mean and nasty to her. She was really, she said to, we're mocking people, we're mocking religious people. And, and I would say most of the Democratic base are religious people. Right. Um, if you actually examine who, what demographic composes the base of the uh, Democratic Party, uh, most of the, most of the base is is religious, and so it's just what we need right now are not more presidential hobbyists, people who are just right. doing this because they think it'd be neat to sit behind the resolute desk and order people around. We don't want that anymore. Trump is a lesson, and we need to learn that lesson. No more CEOs, no more uh, p- people who uh, celebrities or other weirdos who think, oh, it'd be fun to run for president because I'll keep them honest, and then suddenly they build up this cult following creates divisions within the party because this group of people is now wedded entirely to either Marianne Williamson or the fucking Yang gang. By the way, everything I say about Marianne Williamson can kind of apply to to Andrew Yang because, again... 
we're in the midst of learning the lesson that a guy who has zero governing experience is screwing up the government and screwing up everything. Can we stop elevating people who don't have any governing experience? It's like, again, the meta- run for city council. I mean, the right. me- you know, Start run small. for something like in Learn your something. immediate yep. area. Yeah. Don't yeah. try to grab for the biggest brass ring of all. If you've got no competence in that area and no, that's experience. where Carl Frisch is starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Carl Frisch, what a perfect example. I mean, Carl Frisch, mm-hmm. not only an example of, of how you get into politics, but also mm-hmm. a perfect example of what I think uh, a lot of Democrats are doing, which is uh, starting at that ground level, starting at the mm-hmm. state legislator level, for example, and, actually helping to rebuild this country because after Trump is done and maybe even before he's done, we have to start this process of what I consider to be a second reconstruction. We have to Mm -hmm. reconstruct this country, maybe not vastly changing it, but certainly closing all of the loopholes and all of the terrible things that Donald Trump has exposed that Mm -hmm. allow for this extreme Article two overreach, this executive mm-hmm. power grab uh, that has to stop. It, it has started in, in, in the modern era and it has to be bottled up again. And we we have to engage in that process, not from just re- replacing the presidency uh, with a different guy or a different woman. But also we have to start from the lowest levels on up because that's what they did. That's how Trump was eventually able to get into place because over 50 years or so, probably since 1964, uh, since uh, Stephanie Miller's dad and, and Barry Goldwater ran for president and lost uh, to LBJ. Since then, the conservative movement has been rebuilding America after that, rebuilding mm-hmm. their version of America from the lowest levels on up. So we need to go back in. And and make these uh, repairs uh, for, from using that same process. So yeah, starting at the school board level, dog catcher, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And and this goes back to Carl Frisch. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be uh, uh, appearing with John Fugelstein. John Fugelstein is to be the main draw. I'm just going to MC uh, at a fundraiser mm-hmm. in Vienna, Virginia. It's on September 28. Uh, there is a, a link uh, clearly in Carl Fresh's uh, a Twitter feed, but also in John's Twitter feed, my Twitter feed. You can find the link to it. It's not one that I can just go, it's this.com. It's a little more complicated to go and find the link to buy the tickets. But They don't uh, need a band for that benefit, do they? Uh, they <laughs> totally play a compromise show for Carl Frisch. We love him. I love him. You guys I used are to have dr- a crush on him back when I was single. Going to drive all the way up north? <laughs> yeah, you're going to drive I all the way up from bears. From Georgia you know. all the way up to Virginia. Mm. It's not that far. It, wait, it is It is very far. What are you talking about? It's, 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 I mean, for a weekend, it's easy. Oh, I've done okay. it. My dad lives up there. It's like 10 hours. It's like a 10-hour drive yeah, one way. It's a drive. It is a big Welcome drive. to America. I thought you were from California. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, the T-Rex Report podcast can be found at patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Also, make sure to follow uh, T-Rex's band, Compromat, at uh, facebook.com slash Band. Meanwhile, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com and also sexyliberal.com. It's the From the Bunker podcast. Uh, okay. I think that's it. Oh, I should, I should talk about the other sexy liberal shows, right? Uh, let's see. Well, there's Stephanie Miller, of course. There's Jody Hamilton, of course. Randy Rhodes, uh, Dino Badala, uh, John Fugelsang is on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Final word for Frangelo, the great rude pundit, uh, proud resistor, Dana Goldberg, and a cast of thousands. I'm still trying to get uh, Charlie Pierce to start a podcast. Right, Jody? Yes, we got to get him to do one. Yep. So I can just flirt with him constantly. <laughs>
God. Okay, and make sure to sign up on our Patreon page. We're shooting for a thousand subscribers. BobSeskaShow.com, Patreon.com slash BobSeskaShow. One dollar a month. You're not even going to miss it. You won't notice a dollar a month. That's like pennies per show. But we always appreciate your support. Again, Patreon.com slash BobSeskaShow. Thank you for signing up. Also, make sure to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and any place else where you get your podcasts. It absolutely helps the show, and it costs you zero, nothing, to do that. So thank you in advance. Postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page. Speaking of Patreon, see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that podcast, I hope you'll check out my podcast. I want to be your Muslim friend with me, Dean Obidala, because I want to be your MBFF each week where I'm going to make you laugh while making you smarter right here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network.